Hello everybody, this is Jedi Eternal Star Wars Podcast. This is episode 58. I am your co-host today, Braxton Taylor, here alongside Andrew, the Betrayer. Bowen. <laughs> Hello everybody. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, no, not do this again. <laughs> I just want to say, I throw this out there, I just really disappointed that Andrew values his marriage more than he values our friendship. I just, <laughs> you know, it breaks Listen, my heart. You know... <laughs> As as those of you who listened to us last week know, Braxton is the proud o- owner of a new bachelor pad. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you guys would most likely think that the co-host of his Star Wars podcast would be invited to the first... Which he was. The first party Which he um, was. Yeah. that he's going to have. Yeah. And... Lo and behold, he has this party planned, and then he asks me, you know, if I'm busy. Well, yeah, I already had plans with my wife. Mm, oh, but how convenient! Somehow, I was the last person you you invited to this <sighs> shindig. So no, I'm not going to be there. He's a swindler and a cheat, folks. He <laughs> just he thinks he he's trying he's trying no, to twist words around. No, yeah. that's not true. That is that's exactly what happened, and. And then mm-hmm. you have the audacity, mm-hmm. the audacity mm-hmm. to order <laughs> Domino's <laughs> while you're here with me, <laughs> order Domino's, Domino's for your party that I'm not attending. <laughs> you wouldn't have ordered Domino's for a party that I was going to be at. It would have been Little Caesars, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> well, just in my defense, uh, I just thought he... he he treasured our friendship a little more than that. But anyway, so we're going to move on now. <laughs> but anyway, all seriousness, though, uh, folks, it's good to have each and every one of you. Um, we're going to have a good time today. We actually don't have a ton to go over this week. Uh, not a ton of rumors. And, uh, of course, our, our episode, gonna, or our main topic is going to be a little short just because we're going over one episode of The Bad Batch. And it was only 25 minutes this week. So. <laughs> yeah. For a long episode, but we are very thankful that you're here regardless and continuing to listen to us. Um, we're going to go ahead and just get directly into our news for this week. And uh, the very first thing that we have, Disney changes how Rise of Skywalker looks on Disney+. Plus. Um, Drew's going to get more into it, but you know, uh, apparently, I guess I maybe had missed this train because there's so much complaining that goes on in the Star Wars fandom. I guess I just somehow missed this one. Um, but basically, people did not look like, or to me, did not like how the movie looked, and uh, it was apparently, you know, the wrong color hue and all this different stuff. So Disney actually changed the entire color hue of the movie on Disney Plus. So Drew, what do you have on that? Yeah, so this is very surprising and very random. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like all of a sudden, Disney Plus has changed it to. Uh, there was a lot of complaints about the blueness, uh, the bluish green hues that the entire movie had. Uh, some thought it was a little extreme, and so this removes that um, from a large portion of of the movie. It's much, much more like a natural color throughout. Mm-hmm. And um, interesting. Yeah, which is which is very interesting. First of all, that they they cared to do that, and and yeah. so like, 
not for any special reason, nothing. Like all of a sudden it just happened. Like who makes yeah, who makes those decisions? Like <laughs> nah. who's like, hey, you know what? Let's change the coloring of the movie. Yeah, let's let's have some and kind of department go back and just re rehew this entire movie and we're gonna re release it, you know? Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's I'd be curious to see how that came about. Yeah, but for sure. They did that and they also um added um so in the original release, when you would watch with subtitles it, at the end, when all the Jedi are talking and they're saying their little things, it would say like some of them would be just like female Jedi one <laughs> yeah. and female or you know stuff like that. Yeah, they now have listed all of the names. Good, that's so. I, yeah, I mean, why they didn't have that in the first place? I mean, because here's the thing: we're you know I don't want to get off a tangent here, but uh, getting off a tangent. Uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, you know everybody expected there'd be some really cool moment there. And yes, hearing all the voices was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but I expected a little bit more than that. You know, maybe like seeing the Force Ghost or something like that. That would have been awesome. But okay, we heard them, and then they didn't even, they didn't even give credit to some of even the Jedi that were there. <laughs> so yeah, the yeah. fact that that wasn't even in place is is kind of crazy. But I'm glad that they're actually going back and redoing it. Just if nothing else for that sake, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's 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 very interesting that they've decided to do this, but like it's it's not necessarily a bad thing for us. Um, no, not at all. And, and I would like to watch it again and see how noticeable the coloring differences yeah. are. I've seen some yeah. pictures, um, but like I'd like to watch it and see if I notice it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I would notice it because I didn't notice it really the first time. But I have literally, I, I'll be honest with you, I have not watched Rise of Skywalker since it came when since we watched it in theaters. Uh, I've not seen it since then. Really? Uh, yeah. I think I've yeah. seen it um, at least once since then. Yeah. Maybe uh, twice. You know, I don't know. I, I just told myself, I mean, I didn't particularly, I, I liked it, but I didn't love the movie. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to just save it until I have another Star Wars marathon. And I just haven't really had one yet, which is kind of surprising for me. But anyway. Yeah. Taitlin loves that movie. And oh, wow. um, it's because of Dark Ray. <laughs> she I listen, I don't know why. Your daughter's but, evil. But she loves Dark Ray. Like she like she'll go around and be Dark Ray. Oh wow. Like she doesn't even yeah. That's a little ominous. <laughs> I know. It is. It, it makes she's, you it makes you wonder, right? She's, uh, she's in cahoots with evil clone Yoda. So be watch your back. Yeah, yeah. Evil, evil evil clone Yoda coming in twenty twenty four. With Taylor. <laughs> with Taylor. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, (laughs) 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 moving on (laughs) Uh, to our uh, second news story, and that is we have two um, special editions of Star Wars The High Republic, The Rising Storm. That's going to be coming out alongside that regular um, edition of the novel. So we have one that is going to be um, a limited edition that um, is going to have like a, a print or it's going to be only available through out of print mm-hmm. is the company uh, beginning June 29th. And it's going to have like a signed, it's going to be signed. It's going to have exclusive art on the front. And it's also going to have like a, a tote that has the same illustration on it as the, as the book cover does. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Um, it shows um, Stellan Gaios and he's like, he's like twirling his lightsaber Um in like a circle. And so, you know, like it's, I don't know if you have a picture of it or not, but, uh, but then like, he's also, (laughs) he's also holding a green lightsaber as well. So he's like using his lightsaber and he's like spinning it, but then he's also holding a green lightsaber. And I can't tell if we should know whose lightsaber that is or not. I think he normally only has the blue one, which again, his blue lightsaber is awesome. But yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it now. It is pretty sweet. 
Yeah, and we know, like, I mean, yeah, Star, or the, you know, the, you know, I don't know how to say this. Star Wars books. You know, they love throwing out special edition books of like, what was yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, uh, Thrawn or Chaos Rising, I think it yeah. was. It had the blue blue pages, and that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted that real real bad and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it is always really cool when they have new special editions like that. You know, like you and I had the great privilege of getting uh Master and Apprentice and that like super rare. Um, what was it? Star Wars. Uh celebration only yes. version so yeah. awesome so a great achievement <laughs> if you all haven't heard that story which i think we told it at least one time on this uh podcast but if you'd like to hear our crazy adventures in star Wars celebration in 2019 how we got that book we'd love to tell you but we don't want to take up too much time with that <laughs> yeah and so um also the the other edition is a target exclusive edition whoa so if you go to target and pick up the high republic you can get this version of it it's going to have an exclusive cover which is, um, it's like four different Jedi from the High Republic, and they're like holding up their lightsabers in the air, mm. uh, and they're in their like ceremony robes. Um, so it's it's a pretty cool picture. It's got the the Hellhound in the background as well. I don't remember. Is that, I don't think that's actually what they're called. I don't remember what they're called. <laughs> I'm not looking at the picture. I wouldn't know off the top of my head. Um, and then it also has a poster inside of it. I'm not super sure what the poster is. I know I've seen what it was, but I don't remember it anymore. But anyways, um, so you can get that from target. If you want something a little more unique, you can get it from there. Very cool. Very cool. You know, like I said, if you always want some uh, special edition stuff, you know, they'll usually come out with some stuff like that. And it's always cool to have, you know, um, so let's go ahead and move on to our final news piece for the week. And that is another high Republic, uh, news piece here. And that is High Republic Trail of Shadows is headed to Marvel Comics. Um, like I said, uh, is this the second or third uh, comic installment? So this will be this will be the third or fourth because mm, okay, we have okay, yeah. we have the 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 first one, the just the main one that that continues. Right. We have the um, the adventures one, which is like the younger audience. Right. More okay. The I forgot audience. about that one. Yeah. Then we have um, we have this, which is going to be what they're calling a mini series, but then we're also, I think, maybe getting another mini series that maybe has already been announced. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I know there's like a graphic novel that's coming. Um, so yeah, so there's some different stuff out there, but um, this one is being uh, con- called a mystery thriller. Hmm. And okay. um, it's going to follow a strange and deadly mystery unfolding at the Republic <clears throat> Fair. So, again, this is going to be dealing with events that are going on around this public Republic Fair, which yeah. we know is like the entirety of the, the second um, wave of books are all dealing with those events. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how the first um, wave of books dealt with the Great Disaster. Right. So yeah. everything in this wave is dealing with that. And so um, <clears throat> it looks to me like we're going to be getting some new some new Jedi in this. Um, some that I've never heard of. So that should be cool. Um, but yeah, like, you know, we're just getting more and more stuff um, out of the High Republic, and it seems to be coming at a pretty fast rate, and so I'm I'm okay with that. I I say give us as much as they want to give us, and that'll yeah. that's fine by me. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with getting a lot of Star Wars content. I mean, yeah. come on. But they are saying that you know they're they're remaining tight lipped on the narrative of this since it won't hit shelves until summer, um, including the Rising Storm. But 
they are saying that a lot of these stories and and especially this one are going to um, expose the cracks and splinters in the mighty foundation built by the Jedi. Ooh. So. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of really cool storytelling happening in the High Republic, and like I said, there's just so much more to go. So if you're at all interested in, in the books or the comics, of course, we've got some really cool stuff coming out for those of you who are interested. All right, so that is going to conclude our news for the week, and then we have our rumors, which is actually just one rumor because we really didn't have much to talk about. Uh, so our single rumor for this week is that a Star Wars, excuse me, Star Wars leak hints at multiple seasons of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, you know that's that's really interesting because although I am not against that at all, I would love to see as much Boba Fett as possible. Personally, I was kind of under the presumption that the Book of Boba Fett would be pretty pretty short i mean like when i say short i'm just saying like maybe just one season not like multiple seasons um again not that i don't want that but i thought okay probably want to maybe see an entire um you know since they oh well i mean if they brought him back they might as well continue the story on so anyway um i'm just kind of surprised about that drew what do you think i mean are you surprised that they're possibly multiple seasons or not so yeah what they're the they're basing this off of a facebook post on that was shared on reddit that revealed multiple production stickers that claimed claimed Mm -hmm. to be for the book of boba fett so they have like a camera department um they have the legacy effects creature crew um ad department you know blah 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 which is a very common thing, right? Like yeah, yeah, the absolutely. different teams will have like their own special little thing to kind of memorialize it. Um, and, and, and we know that these do appear to be real because we saw um, Tamir Morrison at a fan event and he was wearing a jacket with one of these same um, Creature Crew stickers. <clears throat> Interesting. So the reason that this could potentially mean something is because these um, have the book of Boba Fett season one on them. Mm, so okay. they say season one on it. So I mean, if there's only one season, then why would they? Why need would to you need to illustrate to that? Say yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. So that okay. is where this is coming from, and that's what has caused the speculation. Now we at least. I think we were on the same page. We were kind of assuming this was going to be um, kind of like a one-off or mini-series or uh, event series or whatever you want to call it, limited series. They have so many different like names for these yeah, kind of right. things. But right. um, we know like we assume Kenobi – or actually we know <laughs> Kenobi is going to be a one-season thing. I think they're right. calling it a, a – uh, Limited series, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, something. Yeah, we need a glossary of all these things. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, with that being said, like, I, I think we were on the same page. We thought that that Boba, the book of Boba Fett, was going to follow in that same path. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's kind of looking like maybe not. Yeah, which is, again, I, it is surprising now. Again, I'm not against it. I would I would not be against seeing more of Boba Fett, of course, but it is just a little bit surprising, I'd say. And I think, you know, if if this ends up being what, 
I mean, so, you know, the speculation is that this might possibly deal with not just current events in Star Wars with like the Mandalorian timeline, but potentially even before that and following him in different time periods of his life, which is why they're calling it the book, right? That's like kind of been the speculation of the series. So if that truly is the case and we do see more than just this current time we're seeing uh, or the latest that we've seen of him, uh, then yeah, I mean, I guess you could have more than one season, right? You could. I mean, yeah, I mean, you I, could tell a lot of stories with both. You Fett. could stretch it out as much as you want. Now, again, would it be necessary to go with more than one season? I mean, I don't know that it would be necessary. Um, but you could though. You definitely could. You could, yeah. I mean, with Clone Wars, I mean, there is a lot of filler in Clone Wars because, yeah. like, they could they could just stretch it out as much as they want, right? And I think that I mean, again, they have the the potential to do this with with the book of Boba Fett because not only do they have plenty of 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 time between the time of Mandalorian and let's just say uh, uh, episode seven of the saga, right? They have plenty of time to deal with it there. But again, if they want to go back in time, and then there's so much they could do there too. So yeah, you know what I think would be good for this? I think what would be cool is like let's do the book of Boba Fett. And let's make it multiple seasons, mm-hmm. but let's do like four episodes, but mm, then make okay. those, but then make those episodes like two hours long each. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. So you get like a meteor longer story. Yeah. Um, like each one dealing with a certain part of his life or something like that. Yeah. But like make them a little more substantial, right? Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, it only lasts a month. Mm-hmm. But then, but then I think they would mean more than like if we get, yeah, if we get eight episodes, and they're like it's thirty like minutes. Boba or, Fett going to the market to get some berries, or, or, or something, maybe yeah. even like twenty something minutes, like <laughs> you know Mando did sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, like you know, you're finding out Boba's <laughs> got a peanut allergy, and he, <laughs> so that's him uh, finding uh, out. You know, <laughs> he has to go to the doctor one episode. You know, <laughs> yeah. get a root canal. He has to I, wait in line <laughs> for a long time. Discovering yeah, the horrors just... of uh, the Imperial uh, healthcare plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, you know what? Just... I may not, I may not need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I completely, I'm on the same boat as you. I mean, I, I, how do I say this? Less is more with this as long as they do less right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that sounds very confusing, but I'm saying like if they, they can do a lot less than they can just do one season but at the same time, as long as that one season is full, jam-packed of, of good action, good storytelling, and it really fulfills that character, then I'm good. Because I'd rather have that than seven seasons, and again, we get him going to the market <clears throat> to buy some berries yeah. or whatever, and some episodes, like, no, who yeah, cares exactly. about that? It's Boba Fett, you know? That's what I like Yeah, and, and I kind of think, you know, like, this is the path Kenobi's going, in a sense, like, it's what? I think they've confirmed six episodes. Yeah, they're supposed so. to be an hour long each, right? Yeah, I, I think so. so. That's like a six-hour movie, um, and I think that's the right call for Kenobi. Um, and I just think, yeah, let's do something at least similar to that for for this. I would right. like to see what the man what Mando has done. I'd like to see that go away. I'm not a huge fan of the twenty some minutes to thirty oh, minutes yeah. for a live yeah. action show. It's no, not enough time no. for me. And yeah, I know these things are expensive and I know right. they're like trying to cut the fat off, you know, and trying to, to, uh, save money however they can on these, but like, come on, let's, let's, let's make these substantial 
and let's let's cut this like 25 minute junk out of here for a yeah yeah 100%. sure for animated show fine but like for the and now now like the flagship of star wars right. media at this why are we point? getting 20 minute episodes yeah like yeah. that's gotta stop right no and that's exactly what i was about to say too i'm like yeah it's fine if bad bad has a 20 25 minute episode yeah. now i mean i don't want that but it is fine if that type of medium has it but you're right like something that's live action and again the flagship of this this brand now uh it needs to be more substantial than than what it has been so again with boba fett coming back and he's such a huge character in the old and new generations uh i think they really need to have that considered right and they need to be considering that so what again kind of reeling back into the rumor whether it is one season or multiple seasons i think that's something they really need to focus on so um Usually when they have multiple seasons, it means that it's not going to be like that. So so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's all we have for rumors is just that, that one. So we're going to just jump straight into our releases. And um, in releases, we have a great week of releases, actually. Uh, we got three comic issues coming out that are um, actually very exciting. Uh, we have the first of the... Um, War of the Bounty Hunters, okay? So it's like the very first one is finally coming out. We've had lots of preludes up to this point, mm-hmm. but this is the very first issue of it, War of the Bounty Hunters. Um, Most Wanted, Wanted is the title for that one. Um, I would encourage you guys to check this out. Let's find out what this is, and then next episode we'll kind of talk about that first issue and kind of get mm-hmm. an idea of where that's going. So if you want to kind of be in the know with that, go ahead and pick up that issue um, on June 2nd. And yeah. then The High Republic, its mainline comic is getting an issue, as well as Star Wars High Republic Adventures. Both of them also are getting new issues on June 2nd. So we have um, all three of those on Wednesday, June 2nd. And then we have, of course, the next episode of Bad Batch, episode 6, will be on Friday. Awesome. So Yeah, a lot of good stuff coming out this week. So uh, those of you who like that weekly content, of course, you're getting some good stuff. So Yeah, yeah. All righty, then. Let's get into our Q&A for the week. Um, as some of you, well, most of you may know by this point, um, we like to go ahead and ask each and every one of you each week to ask us about any kind of questions, any topics, anything that you would like us to talk about. Um, and you guys have been very faithful to do that every week, and we're so very thankful for that. Of course, we're pulling very a, thankful. a few questions from the queue, um, and, and we have some from this week as well. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So this week's first question comes from JB himself who says, after recently revisiting Star Wars Rebels, as we know, Kanan and Hera have a serious thing for each other, and it progresses right up until Season 4. My question is, Jedi are not supposed to form connections of that nature due to the emotion leading to the dark side. So, did Kanan sacrifice himself like he uh, he like he did to save everyone, knowing that he could never actually be with Hera properly? Personally, I would like to think so. What are your thoughts? And on a side note, that episode had the waterworks welling up. Very powerful. So, yeah, right off the bat, I'll just, on that last comment, absolutely. Um, You know, I actually didn't watch uh, Rebels for a long time um, because I tried to get into it the first season. And, you know, classic mistake, right? You never judge a show by its first season or specifically by its first, you know, five to ten episodes uh, because usually it's not that great. Uh, But, personally, I, I absolutely abhorred 
the art style. I did not like it. Didn't like how the lightsabers worked. And, you know, again, at first, Rebels was definitely a kid's show. But, but man, as it got, got going and, and stuff like that, especially as we got to, like, what, season four, into season four, when this happens, man, it was powerful. And it was, it was really emotional. It really got me attached to the character of Kanan. So your question was basically, do you think that Kanan sacrificed himself in the way he did because, you know, he didn't think that he could be with Hera and maybe... And you didn't say this, but I'm kind of alluding to, uh, you know, I thought he's alluding to the fact that maybe he thought, you know, hey, if I continue doing this, I'll be led to the dark side. So how, let me, let me say here, personally, I, I think that's definitely possible, right? Um, obviously we don't know what his true reasoning was. Um, now I would just say this right at the bat. I mean, at the end of the day, as we see in that episode, it was either he sacrificed himself and he died or he didn't sacrifice or sacrifice himself and potentially everybody died. So, I mean, the obvious kind of just like straight, right, uh, you know, right off the rip answer would just be, well, he sacrificed himself so that everybody could get away, including the person he loves, which is Hera. Um, but could it be that he sacrificed himself because he knew that he couldn't truly be with Hera? And I think that's definitely possible. I will just say this, though. You know, the whole oh, you can't really be with other people romantically because it could lead to the dark side. I'm not going to say that it's not a part of the Jedi way, but I do know that as we see, have seen in the prequel era, you know, a lot of the beliefs of the Jedi were pretty antiquated. We're not antiquated necessarily, but dogmatic, right? A lot of the things that they believed wasn't totally true, right? Uh, we see that through Ahsoka, and in fact, we even see it in Kanan, right? He considers himself to be a Jedi, but still likes Hera, right? He still does things that would not traditionally align with a Jedi. So could it be that him and Hera being together, maybe that was, not, you know, not necessarily a bad thing. Who knows? Maybe that was more just the dogmatic Jedi, old Jedi way. Um, I'm kind of talking around around this. Drew, what do you think? I mean, do you think that that Kanan sacrificed himself because he didn't think he could be with Hera or it was against the Jedi way? Um, no, I think... So, anytime we see Kanan, you know, was pretty... I think... <sighs> I think Kanan and Hera had a pretty close relationship and, and, you know, they admitted their love to each other. And, and I think that Kanan was completely okay with that. I don't think it was, he was worried about, And so I think, you know, I don't think he was concerned about like <laughs> yeah, yeah. what the Jedi used to believe necessarily. And and right. when it comes to stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that he did what he did cause he felt like he had to, to save them. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason I don't, I don't think it was in a, in a sense because he knew he could never be with her. I think he had full intentions of being with her. Right. Well, and, and I think also on top of that too, you know, I think if 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 he sacrificed himself only because he didn't think he could be with her, I feel like that's almost kind of almost dark side ish. It's within itself, right? It's almost kind of like selfish. Like, oh, I can't be with her, so I'm just gonna kill myself. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a little like on the nose, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think our, I think our audio might be having issues. Oh well, if we're having issues, folks. Here, I hold apologize. on. Like, hold on one second. I don't know. 
We'll find out later. Are we back on? Yeah, we're okay, back on. Okay. We're we back took on. a little pause there because we're not really sure. And it seems like every time this happens, we have some like mm, uh, uh, dropouts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. we might. Well, we might have dropouts if we do. Uh, I apologize. My computer's acting up. It's like really like slow. So I'm not sure. <laughs> it happens to us. You're like, hey, that's why we need to get donations to the G- yeah. Journal 2. Please go. <laughs> and if you feel bad for us right now, please go and donate to exactly, uh, exactly. to us on GoFundMe.com. <laughs> we, would, we would love your donation. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, where were we? Um, so anyway, long story short, I do think that because of his love for Hera and, and ultimately for all, all those that were in their group, that he sacrificed himself because of that love, right? Because he thought that he loved them so much that he was willing to lay down his life to protect them, right? Yeah. So we're, we were really kind of jumping around mm-hmm. this topic because it's a big one, and, and JB, it's a great question. Um, personally, again, I think Drew and I share the same feelings. I, I don't necessarily think it was because he, he didn't think he could truly be with Hera. I think it was more that because he loved her and wanted to be with her that he was going to save her life and sacrifice his own so that's kind of our thoughts on it and that's the beauty of of star wars is that it's ambiguous they're so big that we all can have different thoughts and opinions and nobody's not inherently right or wrong so yeah all right so uh great question thank you for that jb our second question comes from Kristen perry who says are the jedi allowed to show their species's individual culture off or is it frowned upon so that's a really good question. Um, I will give you a very quick answer um, to some degree, as quick as I, I know how to go. <laughs> and I'll pass it off to Drew. Um, I would say probably in my mind, uh, on, on, a, on a macro scale, it's frowned upon, right? Like, at the end of the day, when you're a Jedi, you may be a Targruta, you may be a human, you may be a Wookiee, you may be a, a Twi'lek, you may be all of these different races and cultures but at the end of the day you're a jedi if you're a jedi you know what i'm saying specific cultural practices that they practice within the jedi you know religion or or whatever you want to call it right um they have a specific way of speaking and acting and and stuff so i would say naturally on on a macro or a large scale yeah, it's frowned upon because, yes, if you're a Twi'lek, most likely you're not going to be aware of your Twi'lek clothes and speak your Twi'lek language. You're going to have to speak common, which is all the Jedi speak. You're going to have to wear the Jedi robes, which all the Jedi wear, right? Because it's about separating yourself from the connections around you. Now, with that said, I think if it's a really culturally important thing to you, I don't I don't know that I can prove this necessarily, but I do think that the Jedi do a lot. For instance, we see Ahsoka, who is a Targruta, and she has her special... Uh, headdress that you we see and throughout clone wars and rebels her headdress evolves right she she adds new pieces or takes some away or she adds new uh um and basically her mandrels or tentacles <laughs> whatever they're actually called i can't think <laughs> but you know what i'm saying but like in between it has that little braid thing and it comes across her forehead basically that changes so my point is is that i'm assuming that culturally for her that was important and, you know, something small like that that was very important to her culturally was allowed. But something on the macro, bigger So I think you're right for um, for prequel era. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. But what we now have seen through the higher public is that they could show more of their, their, yeah, their cultural... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of uh like 
and their lightsaber designs. Um, yeah. They can be very, yeah. like, for example, um, I want to call him Lobaka. It's not Lobaka. That's Legends. <laughs> it's Legends. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, new Wookiee. Buri, Buriaga. Buriaga. Yeah. That's his name. How can you forget that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Buriaga's lightsaber is made out of the wood from... Um, uh, wow. I just can't remember anything. What it, where uh, where do the wikis live? Kashyyyk. Thank you, Kashyyyk. <laughs> he's having a he's My having goodness. a uh, Star Wars brain fart day. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can't remember anything. Um, yeah, but it's made from the trees, and and uh, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce yeah. the tree names because I can't <laughs> yeah. say anything today. But it's made from those trees from Kashyyyk, and so that's kind of a cool way of showing mm-hmm. his you know his culture. And then we also have um, some more like in their in the way they dress, they do kind of more. Um, show their style in a sense, right? And like everybody, yeah. in 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 the High Republic, no one is the same. Like everyone is kind of individual. Is, uh, yeah, and they yeah. express their the Force in different ways, and exactly, and in, the, and yeah. in their appearances and all that. And it's and it's like celebrated and yeah. um, encouraged almost, right? Yeah. And then, but of course, what we know in the prequels is somewhere in between the High Republic. <clears throat> And um, the fall of the Jedi, as mm-hmm. they call it, um, something happens in between there that yeah. changes everything to the point where they all wear drab brown robes and right. everyone's, I mean, they, yes, they can still make their own like lightsaber designs, mm-hmm. but even that is less... Right. And that's kind of when I said, like, you know, like on the micro scale, like the little yeah, headdress yeah. or the way you design your, like, small things you can do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think actually, we, hopefully, they're going to touch on that on the end side of the High Republic that, you know, whatever happens, right? Right. Whether we, the, 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 the Sith Lords rise up or, or whatever enemy happens, like, eventually the Jedi, Jedi realize, like, oh, we need to be more centralized and we need to be more structured and da 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 da. Yeah. And this is kind of going off on a little, you know, whatever, but I'm going to do the same words. Like, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something has to happen that that set, that causes the Jedi, and and to me it has to almost be like a, it's got to be some kind of betrayal or something because I feel like they're gonna have to look at it as like okay the the Jedi caused this and it was because of their emotions flamboyancy or whatever yeah, something yeah. you know what I mean and so yeah. they're gonna think they're gonna say the only way we can control this and keep this in check yeah is if yeah. we all are the same right and we all you know we we right. lose all the attachments and lose all the the flair right and and become more humble and right. so it's like something's going to go down that causes all of that. And I can't wait to find out. Yeah, that's, what it I, is. that's exactly my thoughts as well. So, I mean, yeah. And, and so Kristen, I think really it depends on the era that you're really talking about the Jedi, but yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the main era that we're familiar with, which is the prequel era, um, yeah, they're, it's probably frowned upon, but in the High Republic era, and obviously then afterward, when the Jedi are kind of more largely structured, there's not a Jedi temple or anything like that. And yeah, you can probably, you can probably be a little more individual with that. So great question. Um, thank you, Kristen. And then our final and th- uh, third question comes from Ava Patton, who says, uh, why do the markings on Rex and Kanan's helmet look strikingly similar? And Ava, would you be surprised to know they look strikingly similar because they are the same markings? And this is crazy because I actually learned something through this too, Ava. So I'm very appreciative for this question because this is something I wasn't really super familiar with either. I had to kind of research this. But uh, to make a very long story short, 
the little kind of pointy some semi-triangular uh like horns essentially that's on rex's helmet and uh, eventually on kanan's like face shield <laughs> um Basically, those are called Jag eyes, or uh, specifically Shriek Hawk eyes. So I'm going to kind of bounce between Legends and Canon here for just a second. But essentially, in the Legends, um, the Jag eyes, or Shriek Hawk eyes, this was a Mandalorian sigil. So we have, um, like, as we see in the like the Mudhorn um, in the Mandalorian, like the show, right? That's a Mandalorian sigil. Well, so was the Jag eyes. And that basically, that was a, a sigil for a clan of Mandalorians. But yet, if you did, you know, something that they, that clan really like respected or liked or whatever, they would bestow to you those J guys, right, as an honor. Now, that's technically not canon anymore. Um, now, in canon, it is still called Jag eyes or Shriek Hawk eyes. Um, but in, in, in the current canon, all they can really say about it is that it's some kind of honor that's earned in battle. And so, I mean, it's kind of assumed that it's still a Mandalorian thing. Because um, as we know now, Jango was a foundling. And they're in, in Legends, uh, at the very kind of inception of the clones, uh, there were Mandalorians there that helped train them at the very inception of them. Now, can that kind of change a little bit later on? So, to make a very long story short... And uh, Drew can expound on this a little bit more. But Rex, you know, at some point in canon, you know, he earned these Jag eyes um, because, you know, he did such exceptionally well in battle. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll bounce back and forth between Rex and Kanan. But, uh, Drew, in terms of Rex, I mean, we can kind of go back and forth on, like, legends and canon. But why do you think or how do you think that, that Rex got these Jag eyes? I would assume... It's probably from some kind of um, like combat scenario, right? Like, oh yeah, like maybe one of his first, um, kind of like a badge of honor type deal, mm -hmm. right? Medal of Honor. Like, I would I would say it's probably something similar to that, and or it was in his training, and someone like Django actually you know, gave it that to that to him. Yeah. And right? I think that was like, a good question. Like, who do you think gave it to him? And I, and I, I would, I will, I would say it have to be Django mm -hmm. because he would be the only one around to, and now that we know Django technically was, um, part of the, um, the, uh, the, the Mandalorians. Wow. <laughs> see, I couldn't even get wow, Mandalorian. You don't even know, man. <laughs> the, seeing uh -oh. as he was, you know, we find out he was a foundling, right? And sure. So like, yeah. which was huge. Um, and so, with that being said, yeah, I think, I think it would have to be him, right? Yeah. You'd yeah. have to be the one that gave Rex this, because I, I don't think the the anyone from Camino would just give it to him. Like, it'd right. have to be some kind of high honor, right? Yeah. And in current in current canon, the only Mandalorian that we know of that was was there was Jango. So it would have to pretty much be him. No, like I said, yeah. in, in Legends, like I said, at the inception of the clones, that there were other Mandalorians there. And, you know, if that were the case, then, yeah, they could probably give it to him. But we yeah, don't but know. I don't, I don't think that was the case um, for in canon now. And right. I think, right. um, you know, it doesn't, nothing has shown us that 
really makes it appear that Django was like super involved other than donating, you know, exactly. but, but he had to have been, I, I, I would assume he had to have been part of the initial, right. Like training process. Right. And that, and and so, that's kind of what they, that's kind of way I thought of it basically. Cause it, if you go back to, uh, attack of the clones, you see that, you know, the young ones, that's Boba, Boba's age in attack of clones. They're with these little computers and they have these little headsets on and they're like, you know, downloading, you know, information. Yeah. What I, I imagine is that the very, again, the inception at the very beginning, basically Django fought and they recorded him fighting and, uh, you know, took in like his brain waves, probably like what his, his thoughts were and how his brain was functioning as he fought and stuff. And then that later on, that information was kind of like injected into the clones, right? Like it was like projected into their brains to some degree. Now I don't, I'm just saying, saying that completely hypothetically, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, I would say that, that later on that information was kind of just passed along electronically to the clones so yeah the, the fact of the matter is is it is interesting to see uh him getting these j guys because you know other you know unless unless uh jane or excuse me unless rex was like one of the very first clones when would he have gotten them you know that's a very interesting question yeah so I guess the answer for that is we really don't know for a fact in canon. At least we've researched it and we really don't know where he gets them now. The, the, even the more wild answer um, is for Kanan, right? How does Kanan get them? Um, so up to this point before he gets them, right, um, you know, he, he hates clones pretty much, right? Because he blames the clones on his master's death and all these things. And, of course, we see, uh, we see him meet up with Rex and they have their little moment where they're like about to kill each other, you know, and he can't stand them and da, 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 da. And of course the relationship grows over time. So eventually, uh, and this is Andrew, I talked about this is just kind of our consensus that we came up with is that eventually he starts to get a liking to Rex and realizes that not all clones are bad. You know, it was just their programming. And that's so when he, where that is the case and like they talk about it but i i don't remember it's been so long since i've seen rebels all the way through yeah um, well i mean could have been also it could have been maybe something to do with sabine right um sabine's mandalorian so maybe she drew it on there for him i don't know that's true that's a that's a yeah that's and and there may be a scene that kind of talks about like him getting that i don't remember mm-hmm. but um but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's either in a sense honoring Rex or or yeah, it's actually the whole Sabine thing kind of makes sense too. Maybe yeah. Sabine's like, here, you need to decorate that with something, and she kind of yeah. does that. You know? Which I do think it, if it was her, it'd be a little more colorful. That's the only thing that kind of throws me <laughs> yeah, off. You true. know what I'm saying? It'd yeah, be like purple, pink, like and purple. blue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like so it may not be her <laughs> just because of that. With some glitter on it. And, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, again. Ava, fantastic question because I actually didn't know this at first. I mean, I was vaguely yeah. familiar with the idea, but but yeah, like J guys being a Mandalorian thing passed down through battle and stuff like that that's really cool. And in fact, if you look it up in canon, uh, 
you know, th- you know, they don't just look similar. They're the same exact symbol on Canaan and Rex. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So Ava, fantastic question. Thank you for illuminating us with this uh, really good question here. So last we're going to end our Q&A there, but we're, last thing we're going to do is get into our main topic. Um, and as you know, we have continually tried to review each episode of The Bad Batch each week. So this week we're going over episode five, which is called Rampage. So as we usually do, we're going to go over our non-spoiler thoughts and impressions and then get into the spoiler sp- uh, topic there. So Drew, what is your uh non-spoiler impressions and thoughts of episode 5? I think let's just do spoiler. Oh, okay, you just want to jump right in. Well, so let's, let's just start right off the bat. The reason we're just jumping in is because there's really not a lot yeah, to talk about. There's not really there's nothing to spoil necessarily. Another 25 minute much. episode and probably the third or fourth one in a row unfortunately where it's just kind of like filler whatever, right? So yeah, We'll just we'll just jump right into spoiler. So go ahead. This this is just following kind of in the same pattern we've seen. There there is a narrative that they're telling uh, a continuative narrative here, but it's so small, right? And it's not. It's just like they're 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 getting there very very slowly. And like what we saw right. this week is they they were wanting more information on on uh, the bounty hunter that was after them. And they were like, you know, we need to figure out who this is and who who is trying to get her to, or who is wanting her to kill us or get, capture us or whatever, right? Yeah. And that's the overall mystery of the show right now. Right. And of course, then we also have, like, who is is um, Omega? Like, what, what truly is going on with her? Mm-hmm. And this, it's like, it's fine. That's the best way I can say yeah, it. Like, yeah. it's fine. Well, it's it's nothing out of the ordinary, really. Nothing is, is like, blowing me away. Nothing has me on the edge of my seat. It's mm-hmm. more Star Wars. That's great. I'm watching it happily, but I am not blown away. Right. Not even, I wouldn't even say I'm impressed. Right. Like, I'm right. just, it's there and it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I hate to admit, it, I feel the same exact way. And again, because the whole, like I said last episode, I can't even remember what the whole premise, I can't even tell you what they were supposed to do. Oh, the whole premise of the episode was they were just stopping and getting fuel. And yeah. then something interfered and something else happened, right? Yeah. What's well, the same way for this one, right? Uh, the whole premise of this episode is them just going to one person to get some information. And then all of a sudden, this whole side thing happens. Like, there could be so much story on what you're actually trying to do. You don't have to have all of a sudden these just little crazy side spurts, side little things that have no conjunction with the story. You know, that is not great storytelling, in my opinion. And I said this last time. People are like, well, you just got, you know, I've heard this online. No one said it to me specifically. But, well, you know, this is a 16-episode series. It's like, you know, you, everyone's getting so spoiled and, and so, uh, you know, uh, used to these, you know, six into eight-episode uh, seasons of, like, Mando and stuff where it's action-packed the whole time. Like, but what's keeping them from doing action-packed for 16 episodes? What's keeping them from doing that, right? It's just them either writing it or not writing it. So my point is with that is that yeah they had one little thing and all of a sudden again uh if you want this information you have to go rescue this slave i mean that's it i mean that's there's no 
And then come to find out the slave has nothing to do with the story. The slave has nothing to do with anything. It's just a little side quest. And it's yeah. like, what's the point, you know? Yeah, I think... Um, I, I, I wish there was... I wish we were dealing with more about the Empire and, and, and how things have changed. Um, and I just... I'm just not thrilled on the overall narrative yet. I'm still not like um, super impressed with the cast. No one on the cast is really gripping me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, we do have a lot more episodes of this. And chances are, are there going to be some really good episodes in between now and episode 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, sure. I yeah. would say there are going to be some that's really going to hook us, right? Yeah. But. Is this is this show the next Clone Wars? Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, is it ever going to capture the magic of having Obi Wan and Anakin and telling all these stories of the Jedi for for and and let me let me be very clear, I, when I say all that, I'm talking about for someone like you and me, right? Right. What we care about in Star Wars, and that yeah. has a, a, that plays a big part of it. Yeah, uh, here's here's the thing as far as like animation goes and and all of that this is top tier stuff oh yeah animation is great the all of that is is fantastic um you know but it's the it's the actual story content Mm -hmm. and the the characters we're dealing with is just not as interesting to me yeah i agree what we had in the clone wars well and again and that's and that's kind of what i mean it's like Clone Wars carried itself, even when it was it was filler episodes, with nostalgia and connection to pre-existing characters, right? Um, you know, watching R2-D2 and C-3PO go getting berries from the market is pretty stupid. But yeah, at the end of the day, I'm still watching C-3PO and R2-D2, which is very beloved characters, right? I think at the end of the day, if you're going to have a show with characters that are not familiar, that are new... You cannot, you don't have, I mean, you don't have, it sounds bad for me to say this, right? I'm just going to say it and forgive myself later, right? You don't have the right to create filler with characters that we don't care about, right? Now, you have the right because you have, you're making the show and I'm paying to watch it. (laughs) But at the end of the day, though, you see what I'm saying? It's like you haven't earned the ability to have me care about that character enough to, okay, it's filler, but I care enough about this character to watch it. Okay, look, perfect example, perfect example. Season two, episode one of Mandalorian. That whole episode was filler, but that was the most amazing filler I've ever seen in my entire stinking life because it was action-packed, it was jam-packed, and at the end of the day, they revealed one of our favorite characters in the whole world, which is Boba Fett, and he's apparently not dead anymore. Well, again, nostalgia and pre-existing characters that we already care about allowed for that filler to be amazing, plus with great action and great direction and all that stuff like that. So again, I'm getting kind of derailed here, but I, you know, Drew and I are kind of on the same page. Is like, if if you're gonna have filler, it needs to be about characters that we already care about. If you're gonna be these new characters that you're trying to introduce to us for basically the first time, there's no room for filler. So, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about that, Drew? <laughs> um, what about that moochie though? That moochie bolt. Um, <laughs> you know, there's things I could say. Uh, I, I refrain, but well, so yeah, we we got our. This might be one of the first glimpses of a baby rancor, right? Yeah, like, I don't yeah, know exactly. If we've ever seen a baby rancor before? Um, and and it's Moochie, and 
Moochie. You know, the, this was definitely for me my favorite part of the episode is having oh, yeah. Moochie yeah. in there and watching Moochie, um, and <laughs> which then ends in a ridiculous scene of Moochie and Wrecker having a fist fight to the point of they're both so exhausted they can't go anymore and it's they like so fall ridiculous. and like Moochie like falls asleep and then and then the Wrecker's the like, they, like love each Wrecker other. like falls on top of him and just like patting him on the shoulder because they had a fist fight for so long that they yeah so anyways. It's so dumb. you know I you're right it, 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 it was and is my favorite part of the episode now I have to admit like the whole Moochie part of the episode was the greatest part and the biggest letdown at the same time too. Damn. Now, what what I mean by that is it was the best part because it was it was fun, it was awesome. We'd never seen a baby raincore before. It's really cool, um, and it was fun to watch them fight everybody. But at the end of the at the end of the episode, we see oh who wants them? Jamba wants them. <gasps> a baby uh, a baby raincore. Uh, basically is going to Jabba at the end of the Clone Wars many, many years before we see him again or see a Rancor again at Jabba's palace in uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, is this the same so Rancor? it must be Moochie, right? It, it must be the same one. No. It's not. <laughs> well, at least in current canon, it should not be. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, Moochie is a female. And I don't remember what the what the name of the one Patriza. is. Patrisa, something Patriza. like that. Yeah. Something that that um, is a is a male. It's a male um, rancor in in. Uh, what are you doing over there? I'm trying I'm to like, you know, I remember his name. Is it like Patrisa or Patrisa or I don't, I don't remember what it is. <laughs> like but it's um it's a male rancor that we see in um, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Now, what has said that it's a male Jedi is is um one of the aftermath novels yeah true true so they could retcon if they wanted well and i was gonna say clearly we have seen within the bad batch they have already retconned a pretty big thing which is how uh depa blaba and kanan depa blaba depa blaba dies and kanan escapes that was already canonized and they changed that yeah um so well and they actually they've retconned something that came from one of the aftermath novels Oh, did they? Yeah, and that's how um, Cobb Vanth gets the Boba Fett armor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we already yeah we already knew that from from. So Mando. that being said, theoretically, if you th- <laughs> they could end up, Moochie could end up being the the Rancor that is in that that is in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, well, because the but name is completely... they are going to have to clear that up for us. Well, because the, the name case. is completely arbitrary. Moochie, Patrice, it doesn't matter what the name really, is. No, yeah, but it, like, it literally could be something as simple as like, oh, we thought it was a girl, but it ended up not being. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. it's just something dumb like that. Yeah. So we'll have to just wait and see. Um, for now, we have to assume it's not right. But like, yeah, exactly. If if the the people who made it or Dave Filoni or whoever wants to come out and be like, hey, actually, we do mean for that to be the the rancor you see in Return yeah. of the Jedi, then cool. I actually like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, adds a really cool I significance think, to the episode. Yeah, yeah, just a fun little thing there, right? But for now, we have to assume it's not, which is kind of a bummer, mm-hmm. because long live Moochie. <laughs> exactly. Long, we don't want to see Moochie die. Moochie. Come on now. I mean, after I had yeah, a fist I mean, fight with Wrecker for 20 minutes, I mean, come Moochie, on. the next great Star Wars character. Yeah. You know, yeah. Moochie Skywalker. Is 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 Moochie Force sensitive? Question mark. Question mark. Exclamation point. <laughs> is, is Moochie clone of Palpatine? Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Is, is Moochie Ray's mother? <laughs> Yeah, Andrea had had a good uh, good time with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that. 
Uh, so, you know, overall, I mean, again, I said this last episode, you know, we kind of, we kind of, you know, destroyed this episode uh, today. So, so please don't think that we're like mad. Don't think that we don't like the show because at the end of the day, we love Star Wars. We love pretty much anything Star Wars. And this is Star Wars. This is, you know, this is going to a lot of familiar places or on, you know, having a lot of familiar themes. And so, of course, in that nature, just because of that alone, we already like it. It's just that, again, we're kind of fine picking, fine tooth combing, so to speak, Mm -hmm. through the through the episode and finding the things that. Hey, as hardcore Star Wars fans, this is what I wish they could change. This yeah. is what it was nice to see the Gamorreans in it in this episode. Yeah, it was. And then of course, um, uh, oh wow, I'm having pulling a U right now. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jabba's right hand man. Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? I can't remember his name either. Wow, so. you're leeching off. On uh, yeah, right I, I I can't remember anyone's names. I'm surprised uh, I pulled out Gamorrean. Yeah. So. yeah, anyway, I can't remember anything. So we so we do see some familiar uh, characters, and uh, so I mean that part of it is really cool. Um, of course, oh Bib Fortuna, Bib Fortuna. Anyway, yeah. So the point is, is it's cool that we're seeing some of those things tied in. And again, that if if we are going to have, and this is this is what I want to tell like everybody and, and to you drew like and then just kind of as an idea if we're going to have filler in a new character show then the filler has to be stuff like that where we see familiar characters and we get to see cool little like possible easter eggs of like oh my goodness after all these years that is the rain core that's a you know like that is yeah. the filler that we need to see not them just going around and doing stuff like because we don't care about those characters enough at this point to care about them going around doing stuff i could watch An- or obi-wan and anakin go along and do stuff that's nonsensical to the story because i love the characters mm-hmm. so yeah at the end of the day if we're going to have filler with things like the bad bats we're going to need to see some stuff more like we did in this episode so hey that's a that's a positive thing they did some at the end of the day kind of sparked my my memory and hey they did some stuff right on this one so <laughs> yeah so we'll see uh where it goes from here Hopefully good places. Yeah, absolutely. But we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We want to thank everyone so much for the continued support towards the podcast. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for weekly news, polls, discussions, and more. Please also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We would love that very much. You can also go on our GoFundMe and uh, give us all of your money. You give can, me your money. <laughs> <laughs> we all, you can also check out our merch store at Jedi Eternal. Um Go buy you a shirt and a hat. You will look so good in it. You look so cute. Everyone will compliment you and talk about how beautiful you are. Exactly. We hope that you all have a lovely Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you're going to go eat some hot dogs and, um, I don't know, do something. And also remember (laughs) our fallen fallen warriors. (laughs) That's what Memorial Day is about. It's all about hot dogs, man. Come on. Good grief. <laughs> 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 oh, why are anyway, we laughing? Now it sounds now it sounds, sounds even more sensitive. Oh, no, we, I really didn't mean we're gonna we really have to edit this here, edit this out. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Truly though. No, but we do we do honor our, our fallen soldiers and uh, and thankful for those that are currently in service, of yeah, course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Everyone, we love you. But until next time. May the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Goodbye.